0: Welcome back to another edition of the New England Travel Journal podcast. We are joined today by Alyssa Jacoby as she takes a close look at the impact the COVID pandemic has already had on the ski resort industry, the outlook for this upcoming winter, and the changes that may remain in place post-pandemic. Alyssa has been a featured contributing writer and editor for Boston Magazine along with other outlets for the last 15 years. Her areas of focus range from lifestyle, travel, culture to commercial and residential real estate, to urban affairs, to the immediate and long-term ramifications of the coronavirus on Boston and the wider nation. Melissa, well, that's quite the list, but we're uh, happy to have you here on the Northern Travel Journal podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh,
0: if you want to find the Boston Magazine, where the article we're going to talk about can be found, you can follow them by searching Boston Magazine. They're on social media. Uh, By that at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, Alyssa, let's jump right into it. What can, and I know this is a moving target and we talked about it briefly even before we started recording, but what can skiers and snowboarders expect this season?
1: Uh, I think that skiers and snowboarders can expect that there will be an opportunity to get out on the mountain. That is the good news, um, but a lot of the restrictions that they're seeing in other areas of life—social distancing, mask wearing—you um, know, limitations on capacities—those those are still going to be in play throughout uh, ski resorts. So the actual outdoor sport of skiing may not feel very different when you're on the mountain and skiing down, but any time that you're, you know, next to a person, um, any sort of indoor activity, um, those will be according to state guidelines um, within the individual states, but pretty much the same sort of stuff we've been following for the last eight months.
0: The article in Boston Magazine is Let It Snow, and it was authored by Alyssa Jacoby, who we have Joining us today on the New England Travel Journal podcast, the ski industry has been down a bit over the last decade, but outdoor industries this year have really boomed. Biking, golf has seen seen a huge increase in numbers. Travel restrictions aside, that must give New England mountains hope for, for a good season.
1: I think it gives New England Mountains hope for an okay season, um, and I think it, it, the the news isn't the worst news possible. So what we saw in the summer was everybody, you know, was clamoring to get outdoors and to get outdoors safely. The bike business boomed. If you were like a lot of people and tried to get a bike this summer – you may be like me and still waiting for that bike. Um, they're hiking, a lot of first-timers, um, to doing sports that they had never done before just because they wanted to be able to get outside. They wanted to be able to get outside with their family and do so safely. So for that sense, I think skiing, you know, is, is ski resorts are hopeful that that trend will continue. Skiing does is pretty COVID-friendly just in the fact that there's bulky equipment. It's naturally the equipment is social distancing. It is outdoors. You can do it with your family and your pod and and not have to interact with other people um, to actually do the sport of it. I think some mountains are hoping that for families who may have gotten a little bit um, uh, turned off by New England weather and the unpredictability of planning ahead for that, a lot of people were banking their money and their time and going out west for a week instead. That's not something that a lot of people are willing to do right now. So instead, if they want to get out, they'll be driving to mountains. So that is that's hopeful for a lot of mountains.
0: We're talking a little bit about what this winter could bring, but what are some of the difficulties the industry has faced uh, even before even before the COVID pandemic?
1: Well um resorts have faced declining, you know, visits um and declining revenues. It's very expensive to operate a ski resort. People, uh families have um, you know, fluctuating budgets available to um to skiing. Um that's been one of the challenges. School schedules are definitely different than, you know, when I grew up, um sports are for most kids are, you know, are year round they're they're mandatory, so a lot of a lot of kids can't can't miss practices can't miss games on weekends where they they might have been uh, able to go away before um, and I think for, and the weather of course you know the weather especially in New England has um, has significantly changed over the last ten and twenty years, and right. it's much more expensive to to run it's a lot more unpredictable people just don't want to plan ahead I think i, I don't know if I mentioned this in in the in the piece, but there was one year that I and my family, we we did a lot of booking ahead for ski, you know, for ski planning. We had one week in Maine; it was negative thirty, and then by the February vacation, it was in the sixties. I mean, neither neither scenario was very good, um, and I think a lot of families have stopped planning ahead for that reason.
0: Right? Yeah, the the unpredictability. I mean, just taking. I'm here in Connecticut, and uh, not to go too far off on a tangent, but snow last week and this weekend it's it's going to be 50 degrees so it's just kind of a kind of the way it is in in new england at at the moment there are signs though to to spin some positives on the upcoming ski season early gear sales have been impressive
1: uh, definitely. I think that in a similar way to biking, a lot of people who knew that they wanted to get out and ski and maybe uh, either needed to upgrade their equipment, wanted to rent for the season, or had family members who wanted to start to ski for the first time, started even back in the summer going to outlets. I spoke with somebody at the Ski Monster in Boston. They had started to, to be doing fittings for rentals, season-long rentals, um, as early as August. So, um, I think that um, that is, you know, that's a good sign. Also, most mountains have reported that season pass sales have been strong. Um, you know, I think that um, that that is a good sign. A lot of families who are able to choose a home mountain are are doing so and, and sort of being able to pick one place where they can ski and and they're buying passes so that they can they can um, they can do that. Mountains are also giving priorities in a lot of ways to pass holders, so um, that's that's incentive for people to invest in their mountains.
0: We're talking with Alyssa Jacoby. She wrote Let It Snow about the upcoming ski season uh, and the impact that COVID has had. Let's talk about the timeline a little bit with COVID and how it went down at the different ski resorts, and then we'll talk a little bit about what people might be able to expect this year and some creative things that different resorts are are doing to bring in customers uh, this winter. You highlighted J-Peak in Vermont, and in a lot of ways it seemed like they took the lead when it came to shutting down last season. And like with any business, it it wasn't an easy choice. Take me through their decision process a little bit and and how it all went down. So it um, it was, you
1: know, I think it was March 12th, uh, it was a Thursday, sort of the weekend um, before everything shut down, um, and J Peak, uh, everybody there, had sort of been looking at the week ahead. Uh, the next week was um, school break for Ontario schools. 50% of J Peak's guests come from Canada. Um, but they uh, things were being shut down. You know, the NBA and the NH- NHL had already called off their seasons. A lot of schools were talking about shutting down. Uh, if they hadn't already created their plan, so um JP made the decision to be proactive um, before anything. You know, they were forced to shut down by the state, and they just put in a call to everybody who was coming up that weekend and people who were coming up the next week and said, you know, this is this is going to be the last weekend. If you've bought this, you know, your passes, you can stay through Saturday or Sunday, but after that, you know, it's it's all shut down. So. It was a huge decision. Uh, I think they um, had told me that they, you know, went from something close to, you know, 2,000 employees to 68 in a in in an instant. Um, But by the end of that weekend, that Sunday, most of the other uh, resorts throughout New England had done the same thing: shut down.
0: Now, looking ahead to this season, what sort of safety restrictions will be in place at resorts?
1: So it will be state by state in most cases, um, with the exception being mountains that are owned by Vail Resorts, which um, implemented a uh, company-wide set of guidelines. Um, But it will be, you know, social distancing will be a must. So that will be, you know, whether you um, when you're when you're in the lift lines. To have, you know, maintain six feet between yourself and anybody else, a lot of the lines will uh, be snaked in different ways. So whereas before you may have four lanes that were next to each other, they'll, they'll leave a space in between so that it's a little bit easier. Masks will be required for mo- in most places you know, whenever you are inside and out. So for skiing, that would be, it's an actual CDC approved mask. So a buff would count um, for skiing, but not, you know, the kind of ski mask where. You've got a nose holes and mouth holes. That that doesn't count. Um, lift uh, access will be more limited, so some resorts will only seat um, related parties on chairs, uh, unless it's a you know a quad where you can sit two singles and sit them on opposite sides and have a couple you know some space in between them. But masks will be required. The only place that masks are not required is the actual skiing down the mountain. Capacity inside will be severely limited. Most resorts are um, limiting um, lodge access. So at Sunday River, for example, most of their bathrooms, they've they've, trans, um, they've created entrances so that um, you can get to the bathrooms from the outside so that it's not inside access for the bathrooms. Most lodges aren't letting people store their stuff, so it'll be sort of a boot up and store your stuff at the car kind of thing, or if you're staying on the mountain, you can do that. Um, Capacity restrictions for restaurants and bars will be similar um, to whatever, you know, the state is, uh, well, well, similar to now, but also according to whatever the state guidelines are. So, um, you know, in Massachusetts, it'll be whatever it is now, probably 40 40%. There's a lot of outdoor seating um, that is, is added. Um, m- uh, mountains are also creating a lot of to-go options. Most mountains using technology in order to let people order food and drinks from their phone and you know, either have them delivered to wherever they are on the property or pick them up from a to-go window. So similar to a lot of the adjustments that we've made throughout other areas of life, um, you know, keeping people outside uh, as far apart as possible um, and uh, and that's that's
0: pretty much that's it. We're talking with Alyssa Jacoby here on the New England Travel Journal podcast. She wrote "Let It Snow" for Boston Magazine, a close look at the impact of the COVID pandemic on the ski resort industry. My favorite part of the article was when you circled back to Jay Peak in Vermont and talked about something that they're doing this year in order to try to get customers, skiers, to their resort. Tell us a little bit about that plan, and are any other mountains doing anything similar? I think the Jay Peak idea is a great idea, especially considering the travel restrictions that are in place right now.
1: So you're talking about Jay Peak has a relocation vacation package that package includes season passes. It's uh, a full season, 130 or so days uh, in a private cottage. Most of those have already been sold. Last I spoke with them, there are a few still available. But that is one way um, that they're helping people, you know, who, uh, who want to spend the season or who may be more remote. I think at this point um, school, school and work schedules are flexible. School systems, you know, whether or not they're half, uh, they're hybrid or fully remote. By the time sea season really kicks in, I think a lot of families are are making investments and, and actually booking full seasons to have a place to stay. It uh, may just sort of uproot and go and take take the kids and take the family and do their work from from there. So a lot of mountains are. Um, are hoping for that. So JP's package was specifically designed for that. They sort of introduced the idea. And other mountains are doing the same thing. Sunny River has, um, has you know, sort of ski and stay, longer-term longer, longer term packages. Um, a lot of mountains, the same thing. Hotels are offering similar to what hot- hotels have been offering throughout the pandemic, flexible cancellation policies so that you can book with, you know, greater ease. Um, and uh, and and just sort of trying to you know get the idea across that you know skiing is something that you can do safely as a family that some of the you know the après stuff will be different but it's it's still a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really creative way and I, and I love it if you can pull it off with the with how so many people are working remotely now and kids potentially uh, doing hybrid or. Uh, the, moving back to full online learning. When you're talking about the the skier who wants to just go for the day, whether it's ski at a mountain in their state or cross over to a different state for a short amount of time, 24 hours ski, come back. Are there going to be? Is there a chance that reservations are going to be required? Just trying to help folks out when they're planning out their ski season.
1: Yeah, I mean, most many resorts are requiring reservations. Vail Resorts, which own several resorts throughout New England, including Stowe um, and Mount Snow in Vermont and Sunapee in New Hampshire, also attached. they're requiring uh, that skiers make reservations in advance. Some mountains, like Sunday River and Sugarloaf, um, are not requiring reservations for pass holders but are strongly recommending that people who are not pass holders, buy their tickets online in advance. You'll get a better rate that way, um, but you'll also be less likely, you know, to be turned away. So a place like Sunday River is huge. They, you know, do not expect to get to capacity. But a place that is smaller, like, for example, Wachusett, which is a very popular day trip mountain, um, had last I spoke with them not been planning on making requiring people to make reservations, but very strongly recommended because the thing you don't want to do is to, you know, go out there uh, and find that, you know, by the time you get there at 10 a.m. the you know, it's been sold out. So it's it's recommended. It's not required. Jay Peak, for example, they're, you know, very far up in Vermont. They're so close to Canada because half of their skiers in a typical season do come from Canada and those skiers will not be coming at least now this year. They... Has essentially said, you know, we're not going to make you make a reservation if you feel like coming, like we're, we're always gonna have some space for you. So again, that could be something that we see changing, especially as the sea season starts going and mountains start to see exactly how busy they are. Some people may, some may decide to, you know, sort of tighten, tighten that rule and require reservations all the time for everybody in order to manage capacity and others may say it's just not necessary.
0: So the best thing to do would for for a skier or a snowboarder would be to either a check the the website of the mountain you're looking to go to, or or give them a call and just see what the best best process is to ensure a successful and, and safe trip for yourself.
1: I would say so. If you are planning to go up the night, if you know the night before or even that morning that you are, you know, you want to take the take a ride up and go. Uh, first, you need to check the restrictions. So if you're in Massachusetts and you want to take a ride up to Maine or to Vermont, you're going to need to check the travel restrictions um, right now. For Maine, it requires uh, that you have a negative COVID test within 72 hours or that you quarantine when you're there. And resorts, um, you know, do plan to ask for that information. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but the other thing is if you book in the morning or, uh, you know, the night before you're, and you book online, you're going to get a better rate than if you go, up to a window um, or try to buy it at the at the mountain. So if you know you're going, then, yeah, it's, you
0: buy that ticket online in advance. We'll get you out on this one, Alyssa. Despite the restrictions, despite having to make reservations, even if it's skiing at mountains you wouldn't typically ski at in your state, not making the, the further trip for a weekend, all in all, it, it's going to be a good season to try to get outdoors and hit the slopes because like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, biking was up, golf was up, different outdoor activities were up, skiing and snowboarding is an opportunity for you to get out and do something that is is relatively safe.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm looking forward to this season. I think it won't be, nobody's expecting it to be the marquee season, but I think people are you know fully expecting it to be a solid season where we will be able to get out and enjoy um, enjoy the sport that, that we like and enjoy being outside and, and being with family. Um, it's, um, I think it's a great year also to try out skiing if, um, if you've never done it before, um, especially if you, know, you choose a mountain that if you can go during the week when something might be less crowded, um, you can choose a mountain where um, you, know, you are able to take a lesson or a private lesson um, that, uh, that you may not have been able to or willing to do before. It's, uh, it is a great year, I think, to try, to try it out.
0: It's a fun thing to and do. The best, the best thing about skiing and snowboarding, once you, once you get off that lift on to the top of the mountain and you have to go down, whether COVID or not, skiing snowboarding is skiing and snowboarding. You've got to get down to that end of the exactly. mountain. So at least for that, during the run, you're going to have uh, some normalcy.
1: Yeah, right, exactly.
0: She is Alyssa Jacoby. You can check out her article, Let It Snow, Uh, in Boston Magazine. Alyssa, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to join us. You're welcome. Thank you. This has been the New England Travel Journal podcast. I'm your host, Sam Dostler. Thanks so much for listening.